What up, guys? Your boy Quake back with a brand new episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast, number 257. And yes, no gloves for this episode. Finally, no mittens or gloves or whatever you want to call it. If the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. Whatever the hell OJ Simpson's lawyer said at the time. The reason why is because finally the heater is fixed. So shout out to the guy that came and fixed it. You're a gangster. You're a boss. You're an OG. You're a legend. You're the best ever. So uh, finally, no more freezing in here. Ironically, though, the weather got a lot warmer, but still sort of been pretty cold in here. So I'm appreciative regardless. Um, there is a lot of news, a lot of news. And I'm going to start off immediately with the biggest. And to me, this is the biggest news because uh, this moves the YSL Rico trial in an interesting you know, position in terms of what young thug is expected to face. So, what am I talking about? YFN Lucci has been sentenced to 20 years in prison. Now, wait, before you go crazy and, you know, oh my God, such a long time, there's a lot of different things that are being reported in terms of his sentencing and what to expect with that sentencing. So, let's go over the article. YFN Lucci will spend the better part of the next decade behind bars after being sentenced in the RICO case against his YFN collective. According to WSB-TV, the Atlanta rapper was sentenced to 20 years in prison but will serve 10. But there was an update after this, literally probably 30 minutes to an hour after. Uh, YFN Lucci will serve just three and a half months of his sentence behind bars and serve the rest on probation, per, YS, uh, per WSB-TV's Michael C. Uh, this is what he said. YFN Lucci will serve about 3.5 months in jail, and then he will be released and serve the rest of his sentence on probation. As part of his negotiated plea, YFN Lucci was sentenced to 10 years in prison, but after serving one-third of his sentence, he is eligible for parole. After getting credit for time served, he will be eligible for parole in about 3.5 months. Uh, Lucci, 32, pleaded guilty to one count of violation of the Street Gang Terrorism and Prevention Act on Tuesday, January 23rd. He was initially facing numerous felony charges, including murder, which carried a maximum sentence of life without parole. As part of his plea deal, Lucci is expected to get credit for more time served, which began when he surrendered to authorities in January 2021. So he's been locked up for 2022, three, three years in total. Uh, the state has also agreed to write a letter to the pardon and parole board saying they will not object his early release. Uh, prior to receiving his sentence, Lucci reportedly apologized to the murder victim's family as well as his own family and friends. And we have actually that apology on video. Uh, so let's play that for you guys. Would you like to make a statement at this time? Mm, yes. All right. Um, first off, um, I want to say my heart goes out to my friend James Adam and his family. Um, also, I want to apologize to my family and my friends putting them through this stressful process. And I would also like to apologize to the court. And that's it. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Bennett. So there you have it. Uh, apologies like he promised. And his lawyer is one hell of a lawyer. I mean, this guy, like we were expecting YFN Luch is going to face literally life in prison. But here's the thing. When you, when you, especially even if you, if you don't feel guilty, right? But there's a lot of evidence that, that, to, that points towards you being guilty. And I'm kind of pointing to Tory Lanez when it comes to the situation because had Tory Lanez taken a plea deal, he his sentence would have been so much lesser. It would have been ridiculous. So YFN Lucci recognized that, hey, I'm facing life in prison. Why fight this when, you know, maybe his lawyers are saying, listen, they got a lot of evidence, you know, and the chances of you beating this is slim. So why not take a plea deal? Why not admit to some things, get a plea deal, and then walk away a free man. Let's just say he, he, he let's just say he served a full twenty years. It was supposed to be ten years in prison. He already had three years served, so it would have been another seven years. So he would have been released two thousand twenty four, two thousand twenty nine, basically two thousand twenty nine, somewhere around there. Sometimes it lets you out a little bit earlier. You know, good behavior. So maybe two thousand twenty eight, whatever. Around that time, two thousand twenty eight, two thousand twenty nine, and he would have had another ten years of probation, which is a hell of a lot of time to be on probation. And for a rapper that's on probation and the stuff that most rappers do, it's a very, very slippery slope. And for the next 10 years, you basically got to be perfect. Uh, if you mess up in any way, shape, or form, you're going way straight back to prison. So that's a huge, 
kind of factor in this that people kind of just brush off because you're free technically, but you're still under the system and if you do anything wrong, it's over. So instead of serving, you know, life in prison, he got 20 years, 10 years prison, 10 years probation. But his lawyer even did one better than that. His lawyer, through whatever means, I mean, this guy should be getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm sure, I don't know how much YF and Lucy paid him, but I'm sure it was a hefty amount. Through whatever means, got him to get potential release early on parole, even earlier because of his time served already. Because that would limit, that was the kind of the, the deal that he made that, hey, you know, he's already done three years. You know, if you give him three and a half years of time served, we can try to get parole, gets parole, he's out. But then he's going to be on uh, probation for what? I mean, for the next 17 years, basically, um, which is a long, long time. But, uh, hey, man, you're a free man. At that point, if you don't learn your lesson and you still do bad, you know, it's on you. I mean, 17 years of your life, basically, on uh, probation is, you know, no way to live your life. But if you're if you're a regular citizen like us, like people that don't do fucked up things and start shooting and killing to us, it wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, we'd never be in this situation in the first place, but, you know, to me, like, if, if, I, if I was facing life in prison and I got 17 years probation, I could easily do the right thing and never get in trouble ever again. I mean, it's not that hard. Besides getting a speeding ticket or something, maybe, if that. But other than that, it's fairly easy. Now, 50 Cent weighed in on this, and 50 Cent, whenever he weighs in on these type of things, it's interesting because 50 knows the law very well and has been through his own situations in life. So, he apparently advised YFN Lucci to get this lawyer when he got locked up, which is some pretty cool behind the scenes stuff. I never knew 50 was really that involved in people's. I mean, I've heard stories of 50 helping out a lot of artists that get in bad situations. I mean, Bobby Schmurter said he was 50 cent was the only one that called in and checked on, checked in on him regularly. Like he was the only person to do that. So 50 is very solid in these type of situations. So let's play the clip of 50 talking about the YFN Lucci thing. And then he even writes something towards young thug in the caption so let's play the video first hey wait hey when they're talking about what they want to talk about they were talking about weight loss i was in the gym i was working the fuck out man they said so zempe i was running i was running i was doing what i had to do you see me on talk i ran around i lost i was 253 pounds i came down i'm 210 right now right ow so how you feel about it you tell me how you feel about it later right Drew Finland, right? Drew Finland is one of the lawyers, right? And I told, I told wife well, to use this dude, right? Mm-hmm. I got him to use him. He used him. I said, yo, listen, good lawyer, man. I'm telling you this and that, right? Now I started feeling shaky about this shit because he told me the first day they came in there, he was stuttering. And his mother said he was stuttering 50. This is your shit. You told him to abuse this motherfucker. I said, oh shit. I started feeling crazy. I started feeling crazy. They talking about an offer for 20 years. Then 20 years go to an offer. And I go, Drew, is this real? Like 20 motherfucking years? And he said, don't worry about it. I got it. You know, everything will be all right. Next thing you know, two years turned into four months. You need a lawyer? You need a lawyer, motherfucker? You need Drew Fenley. So just like 50's saying, uh, apparently when 50, uh, you know, recommended YF and Lucha to get this lawyer the first day, the lawyer was stuttering and just acting weird. And they're like, are you serious, 50? This is the lawyer you want us to go with? But, hey, reduced it. First off, people aren't looking at the big picture. Reduced it from life in prison to 20 years, then to 20 years, to just another four months in prison. So basically, YFN Lucci served in total, like being in prison, what, three years and five months, you can say? Three years and five months. Of all those insane charges of murder and all these racketeering and RICO charges, three years and five months. I say all this to say, Young Thug's case is going to be very interesting because I don't think he's going to go down like that. A lot of these artists that are in these top positions can pay to get themselves out of these situations for the most part. And 50 somewhat feels the same way. He said in the caption after posting that video, Drew Finland is the man right now. Is you stupid? Is you dumb? 20 years turn into four more months. Fuck that. Young Thug better call Drew Finland. And that's hilarious because Better Call Saul, if you guys know Saul Goodman from the Breaking Bad TV show. Uh, Breaking Bad is one of the best TV shows ever. But um, yeah, so there you go. 50 recommended it. Worked out for YFN Lucci. I personally am a fan of YFN Lucci. I don't know if he's done the things that, you know, uh, he's getting accused of. You know, I did, you know, I saw some videos of him dropping. Like It was just some crazy stuff, but that's a whole different. I haven't deep dived into it to even really 
know 100%, but I'm a fan of YFN Lucci's music. Always been a fan of his music. So, um, you know, hopefully he stays on the straight path and, uh, you know, things just go better for him because uh, serving all that time, you know, wasting all those years is not a good thing, especially when you're rich, man. Nobody, especially when you're rich. I can understand if you're, even when you're poor, people don't want to serve prison and stay in prison. Nobody wants to be locked up in a box for the rest of their life. But when you're rich and you go from this crazy lifestyle to locked up in a box, it can go, you know, uh, really bad psychologically for you. So, uh, yeah, I guess YFM Lucci is going to be released in about three and a half months uh, or so instead of the full, you know, uh, 10 years that he's scheduled to serve in prison. Even if he was going to serve those 10 years, that's a hell of a reduction from life in prison. And I would take any time other than life in prison. Life in prison, it's over. You have nothing to look forward to. It's a wrap. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on this and see, you know, moving forward what happens with now. It's brought me a lot more interest when it comes to YS, the YSL case that's going on right now. And, you know, there's my predictions and what's going to happen to young thug. It's going to be, it's probably gonna be something similar like this. I think he's going to, he's going to walk away with, you know, time served and then be on a long parole type of situation again, unless the, the evidence is so outstanding that it's just like, not even the best lawyers of lawyers could ever, you know, stop it. But, you know, Young Thug's got money. I'm sure he's got more money than YFN Lucci because Thug's reached a higher, you know, level in terms of artistry. So he's getting more money. So he can definitely defend himself a lot better. But we'll keep our eye out and see how this goes. Speaking of 50 Cent, uh, 50 Cent has ramped up his efforts to collect the $50,000 debt that is owed from Tierra Marie. So if you remember a long, long time ago, 50 Cent ended up suing her because she's tried to sue him. And it was a situation where that backfired on her. And then people, you know, are saying, oh, 50, you shouldn't, you know, be so mean to her. It's only $50,000. And 50's like, it's not the money. It's the principle of you wanting to sue me and then you losing. And I agree with that. But let's go with the article. 50 Cent has never played when it comes to getting his money. And now he's filed paperwork against Tierra Marie to collect on a debt that totals in excess of $50,000. Court documents obtained by Radar Online on Tuesday, January 23rd, reveal that Fifth filed the writ of execution in Sacramento County, California. The writ, which is a, a court order that allows the sheriff to collect money owed in a judgment, states that the sheriff is to enforce the judgment and is directed to do so by any legal means, including wage garnishment, tilt, tapping, and levying bank accounts. Uh, what's more, if Marie fails to satisfy the judgment after the execution of the writ, the power executive producer is legally allowed to further ramp up his efforts against her in order to collect, including placing a lien on her property and having her driver's license suspended. Uh, per the writ of execution, 50 Cent claimed that Tierra Marie owes him $50,476. He was initially awarded a judgment of $30,618 plus another $5,000 in sanctions. However, an additional $14,000 in interest has been added to the judgment due to her failure to pay what she owes. So now uh, Tierra Marie is making things worse for herself. Um, you know, if you end up losing these type of situations, man, um, I know it sucks to swallow your pride, you know, because you sued first and thought you were going to win and that shit backfired and now you lost and now you owe money. But uh, just do it. Get it out of the way, man. Move on with your life. That's the problem with um, some people is just they don't, they're not willing to accept consequences and just accept, you know, that you lost the situation and just pay up. You know, it's 50000 you know, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Fifty right now, I could use fifty thousand. I would be happy as hell to have fifty thousand dollars. Shit, I could use a dollar. Any any amount of money, a penny to me is amazing. I love you know any type of money. To me, I don't. I value the dollar a lot. I value hard earned money, not only for myself that I work my ass off, but other people as well. I get it. Fifty thousand is a lot of dollars, but she because she didn't pay, she's in the hole another fourteen thousand now. So it's like, just pay at the time that you lost. Get rid of it. You would have owed what? What did it say? 30000 plus another 5000 You You would have owed $35,618 had you paid at that moment that you lost. Now you owe $50,476 because you're just holding off. You're just going to lose more and more money as you hold it off. And I get it. She's trying to move things around and make it appear that she doesn't have any money. And... Uh, you know, it says that on here. It says, this, is, this isn't the first time 50 Cent has filed a writ of execution against the ex-love and hip-hop Hollywood star who unsuccessfully sued 50 and her ex-boyfriend, uh, 
Akbar Abdul Abid in 2018 over revenge porn allegations. Back in 2021, the Juna Mogul's legal team filed their first writ against Marie for the $37,733. At the time, the writ showed that the additional 4492 was added to the judgment after Marie, Marie was sanctioned in the case and accused of failing to provide answers to questions about her finances. When that failed to produce any results, Fifth took to Instagram in 2022 to make a post, which he subsequently deleted, demanding that Marie turn over what she owed to him. Young lady, you're going to learn to have respect for the legal system, whether you like it or not. Where is your friend Lisa Bloom now? She ran away and left you, SMH. You know you done fucked up, right? I want my money by Monday. This is back in all when he used to say money by Monday, 2022. Marie, however, hasn't been taking 50 jabs, laying down, responding to him in an Instagram post in 2019. Never believe a guy named Curtis, even if he is your favorite washed-up old-school rapper. She captioned a video, which was also subsequently deleted. Here's the real news. My lawyers are all way on point. The best. I never had an arrest warrant. Uh, and spare change and never trademark. Shit, he's just trying to steal. Drip. He needs a bad. Anyways, you know, uh, like I said, a lot of people are going at 50 for, for, for wanting to you know, collect this money because 50's got, you know, he's a multimillionaire, uh, $50,000 to him is basically chump chains, but it's the principle guys. It's never, sometimes it's not always about the money. It's the principle. You know, like if I, if I gave somebody $20 and they told me in front of my face, Hey, when I get $20, I will give it back to you, but they never do it. That's just straight up disrespectful. You know, and the, maybe to me, $20 is not that much. You know, the equivalent of 50000 to fifty is like $20 to me. But like I said, I value any any dollar to me. I You know, everybody works hard for their money. So uh, if I owe people money, I, I try to pay it off immediately as quickly as possible because I feel guilt like crazy if I don't. So that's why I try not to borrow money from people. Um, but, you know, let's just say a friend says, hey, to you, hey, let me borrow $20. I'll pay it back the second I get uh, some money, right? Uh, you know, and then you see him balling out in clubs you see him, you know, buying things left and right and he never gives you that 20 back. It's not necessarily about the $20. You can move on with life and never get that 20 back and you'll be perfectly fine, right? Because $20 isn't, you know, astronomical life-changing money, right? But it's the fact that this person told you in front of your face that they would give you this money back and they never did. That's, that's what I mean by principle. It's not really sometimes about the money, it's just the principle, the respect aspect of it. And that's what 50 is trying to get across because, you know, when he was dealing with the bankruptcy situation, uh, he felt like a lot of people were were seeing him as a money ATM machine. And that if people were suing him and they lost, that 50 would just let it slide and, you know, kind of move on with the situation. Uh, that's not the case here, though. 50's, you know, pursuing it because it's the principle, like I said. It's not about the money per se. And people that don't understand that, you know, at this level, at 50's level, you're going to get sued left and right. You know, and once you become bigger and bigger and bigger, unfortunately, they're going to people that they're going to people are going to see you making money and they're going to want to sue you over dumb things like really stupid things. And it's unfortunate. So, yeah, uh, we'll keep our eye on this. I don't think Tierra Marie is going to pay anytime soon. It's going to be quite some time if he finally collects it. But they're going to, you know, they're going to move on to her, her, a lien on her property and having her driver's license suspended. That's insane. Uh, I would never go through all that shit just to just to not pay fifty thousand dollars, and they're they're saying that she hasn't worked in a minute. You know, she hasn't been hired to do jobs and this and that, so she doesn't have the money. But hey, uh, you shouldn't sue people and expect to win over a revenge. Basically, they said that hey, um, sorry, I had something in my mouth just kept bothering me. Basically, she said that fifty posting this on his Instagram. Basically, it was a you know photo of her or video, I don't know, photo, video, something, that was posted on her Instagram stories, I believe, or maybe her Instagram page, actually, of her doing some sexual acts to her then-boyfriend. And it was leaked. And then 50 shared it on his Instagram. But at that time, 50's defense, and then she sued him for sharing it, basically. You know, she... But at that time, you have to remember, and this is 50's defense, and it's a valid defense, is that it was already public before 50 shared it. It was already public, and it already went viral. So you can't sue somebody for sharing something that's already public and went viral. It's like a porn star uh, shoot, suing you for sharing a clip of hers that she did in a, some movie scene. 
It's like, it makes no sense. It's already out there. It's millions of people probably already seen it. Now, if it's something that's unreleased and you're leaking it, like 50 with the Rick Ross baby mama thing, uh, his other baby mama, where we're going to talk about Rick Ross and his baby mama, his other baby mama, he's got a few baby mamas. But this one we're going to be talking about is, you know, the Tierra Marie, the one that 50 got close to. Um, but, you know, with the whole situation, Rick Ross and the baby mama sex tape that leaked, that 50 leaked it. It was a tape that uh, she had with somebody, I think. And then she, he ended up leaking it online. Basically, took the clown Rick Ross and say, hey, you're one of your baby mamas is, uh, you know, uh, what do you call her? A call girl, which is like an escort or uh, uh, whatever. Uh, what is it? Uh, hooker, whatever term you want to use. Call girl, escort, hooker, whatever. So he, he was saying, like, look, this is this is who your baby mamas are. They're, they're call girls, escorts, hookers. And that's who you got with because you're ugly and you can't get women. And whatever the case that 50 was throwing at the time. Um, but he leaked that tape. That's why he got sued and then had to do the whole bankruptcy. And then had to. he also got sued by uh, SMS Audio. Not not SMS Audio, but the company before that that he was working with was Sleek by 50 Headphones. And that ended up going in the whole situation. So 50 just filed bankruptcy and said, I'm not paying. It was like over $30 million with the a sleek audio lawsuit and the baby mama thing. It was over like $30 million. He's like, I'm not paying this shit. So he ended up filing bankruptcy restructured. Uh, he paid uh, most of it, but not all of it because he ended up suing his former lawyers and won that case. So he got a lot of the money back. So he ended up like winning back 14 million or something like that. And he ended up paying like 28 million. So you do the math on that. He basically lost like 14, 13, 14 million out of the whole situation. But then there's like other stories. So I don't even know what the whole breakdown of that is, but it just, him dealing with that situation, the bankruptcy thing and the whole lawsuits. Now he's trying to set like a standard of like, Hey, if you sue me, I'm going to fight back. And if you lose, I'm going to keep my foot on your neck until you pay me. That's basically the message he's trying to send with this. It's not really about the money. So uh, we'll keep our eye out and see if they actually sees her stuff. And uh, you know, 50 collects that 50,000 gonna. So gonna got brought up in the YSL Rico trial case, whatever you want to call it again. And this has been interesting. So Gunna has been identified as a member of the Crips by a co-defendant during the ongoing RICO trial against Young Thug and his YSL collective. Trontavius Slug Stephens, uh, who claims to have co-founded YSL, was quizzed by prosecutors in court on Monday, January 22nd, after accepting a plea deal, which required him to testify. Uh, though prosecutors have alleged that YSL is a subset of the Bloods gang, one of the prosecutors asked Stevens if there were any Crips that were members of the collective, he replied, yeah. The prosecutor then asks, is Gunna a Crip? Slug immediately replies, yeah. This is not the first time that Gunna's alleged affiliation with the Crips has emerged. Back in 2022, the rapper was denied bond following his arrest in the YSL uh, Rico case, partly due to his alleged ties to the Shady Park Crips in Atlanta. However, Gunna's attorneys deny the claim, saying in court, my client is not involved in any of the so-called Shady Park Crips matters. Uh, Tontravius Stevens been on the stand for several weeks now and has mostly been uncooperative, has been an uncooperative witness. Uh, early this month, he was the focus of a viral moment of the trial when he asked about LeBron James, uh, allegedly emu em em emulating, I don't know why I was struggling to say, emulating gang gestures. Yeah, that was interesting that it, that even happened, but let me play the clip and see if they actually asked this. Stephen, you were asked on cross-examination a number of questions about the color blue. Do you recall that? Yes. Are there Crips that are members of YSL? Yeah. Is Gunna a Crip? Yeah. Is Duke a Crip? Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know like what, what to make of what Gunna's situation is with Young Thug, man. It's going to be interesting, man. I haven't heard... You know, I'm surprised Young Thug hasn't really said anything solid about Gunna and is he cool with them anymore or not. You know, I think maybe he's going to speak on Gunna after his sentencing or whatever happens to him. Maybe he'll he'll co-sign or, you know, be like, oh, he's a snitch. Because really, Gunna's, to people in hip-hop, Gunna's reputation relies solely on Young Thug, which is kind of crazy to say. If Young Thug says, hey, he's a snitch, he's a rat, he put me in this situation or he, he implies anything like that. Most of the hip hop industry isn't going to mess with Gunna. But does Gunna need most of the hip hop industry to mess with him? Because if he's dropping records like, fuck you mean, da -da 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 -da, like, come on, bro. That's a hit. That shit was skyrocketed out of here. No feature, just him. 
So, you know, that's that's what that's another thing that I find interesting about this YSL Rico trial because I'm really curious to see how that relationship, what happens with that relationship, and how it forms, and you know what 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 happens of that. Um, and then obviously the sentencing of Young Thug to see exactly if he actually did any of these things. If he did, I could care two. I could give two fucks if he gets sentenced to life. Because why would we want a murderer out in the streets? I could care less if he's an artist or not. But unfortunately, I don't know about the YFN Lucci situation. I don't know what he... I remember seeing a camera footage of, you know, a body getting dropped out of a car or something like that. And YFN Lucci had something to do with YFN Lucci. I think he was the one that dropped it off. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It was like 2021, 2020. But, uh, you know, if he's done things and, you know, shot at people, killed people, I mean, he, he honestly deserves to be stay locked up too, because it's like, come on, man, you can't be doing that type of shit and then expect to be free. And you know, it just, it's weird. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on this, man. I'm really, like I said, really curious about the gun on young thug relationship. Uh, like I talked about earlier, Rick Ross and his girlfriend are going into it. This is, uh, Tia. So if you guys remember the hit song, or not the hit song, <laughs> but the diss track, the 50 ad, you won't believe what Tia told me. You won't believe this shit. Your fucker is over, homie. Officer Ricky. I love that song, man. I think it's a better diss track than uh, the first one. 50 spit some bars on that bitch. Uh, what do you say? It's 90 degrees out here, and we got to wear a vest. <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah, you kill that shit. So let's go over the article. Rick Cross has been publicly aired out by his ex-girlfriend, Tia Kemp, over a cease and desist order with the woman telling the Maybach Music Group boss to sue his long-running rival, 50 Cent. Kemp, who is also the mother of one of Ross's children, has claimed that the rapper has sent a cease and desist letter from his attorneys. On her Instagram stories, Kemp posted a picture of the case of, uh, of the case and desist notice, which claims that she has made disturbingly false and defamatory statements about Ross and his family. The cease and desist order also claims that Kemp is obsessed with a hip-hop mogul and that she has been engaging in harassment of Rosé. So let me see. Um, let's play the clip of her talk because she she said in a in a video probably like a week earlier or like a week and a half, two weeks earlier, something like that, where she has a lot of information on Rick Ross that she will uh, reveal as time goes on. Very very weird information. I think she even mentions uh, Diddy. So yeah, here's the clip. I'm gonna tell you about it. What you be saying? I'm going to tell Drake, I'm going to tell Dr. Dre, I'm going to tell Joe Button, I'm going to tell Charlemagne, I'm going to tell DJ, uh, 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 whoever Academics is, I'm going to tell uh, 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 all these people, Meet Mill, Meet Mill, you say you own your rights to the music and all that, then you just did an interview where I say you don't own them, he said that nigga lying like a motherfucker, he said you sold your mama house and sent it to the slums, is it true, Mickey? Because I ain't seen a picture of him and me put on that dusty-ass album since. Yeah, he talk about Diddy. I got all the texts as a DM. I could put them up right now, but I won't. I'm saving them. For my bookie, bookie, wookie, wookie, took it. That's what's going to make y'all buy them. <laughs> my bookie, wookie, took it, took it. All right. That was ridiculous the way she said that. But she's she's uh she's going in. So basically, there's texts and images of Diddy, and then there's Khaled getting involved. And there was a guy that was arrested a long time ago in 2019, I think. Uh, I wish I could find it. I wouldn't remember what it is. But he was, like, telling stories about Cassie, Diddy, Khaled, and Ross doing things in Miami that was weird. I don't know. It's, this is all rumors. This is no proof of this. All alleged. I'm not trying to say anything. But that guy called the Cassie and Diddy thing back in 2019. And he was talking about how, like, he got hired as, like, a male escort to do things with Cassie and uh, and Diddy would watch in corners. Like, he said this before Cassie even sued and everything. This is 2019. So he also mentioned, you know, like I said, Khaled and Ross and all these crazy things. So she, you know, Tia Kemp mentioning things like this too as well as, you know, there's got to be, where there's smoke, there's got to be some fire. Um, so William Roberts is going to have some type of issues. And even this, in the cease and desist, they list William Roberts on here. So let me play the clip of Tia reacting to Rose's lawyer setting her a cease and desist. Send me a cease and desist, some shit I can't even spell. Uh, create broken homes. I ain't lying, it's the truth. How you gonna sue me for death? Sue 50 Cent then. Sue me, sue them rappers. Don't beef with me. 
Told you I wasn't a rapper years ago. Now you want to try to rap and shut me up. You ain't shut up DJ Envy. You won ceasing Envy ass when he was putting on that CO uniform, mother. You're a real CO. I got this from, from Fox Rocks Child. Fox Rocks Child. Uh, from nine in Atlanta, Georgia. Boy named Laron E. Rogers. Go follow that on his email. I don't Ron Rogers, man. Bear with me, I thought I made you a baloney sandwich. You say that man a sucker. And you don't say your lawyers broke everybody, so I'ma tell the truth in my book. Fuck wrong with you. Don't try to shut me up talking about cease and desist. That means pay money to shut up. It's America. She's not playing no games. First off, I always say this and I'll continue to say this. Stop using beeps in your damn censored videos that you guys post. You dumbass platforms that keep doing this. We are not in the 1990s where you have to beep things. Just take the curse words out and mute them. That's it. I don't have to hear beep, beep, beep every two seconds, guys. Come on, man. Use common sense. We're in 2024. Enough with the beeps. We're not on fucking TV here. This is the internet. Wisen up, guys. And it's raining. So if you guys hear a bunch of stuff in the background, that's why. I, I can hear it right now. I don't know if it picks up on the audio. Hopefully it's not because last time I did it, so. Uh, Rick Ross hit back uh, at Tia and in the video. And here comes the more deet, deet, deet. you're going to hear a lot of beeping on this, which is super annoying. But Rick Ross has responded on video. Tia's sister, Ebony, she told me about that bot surgery, but you're going to get over it. You're going to heal. I ain't going to lie. We laugh about it a little while. But look, down at that county, take care of them down there, man. Get them of that wing stop. Get them wing stop. Come on now. You know, let me get one glass of Luke Belair, please. But look, guys, every time you get on TikTok, I know you see a new uh, release from Tia. But listen, we all got to imagine what she's going through. She's going through a lot. Her mother, who's a 30-year reoccurring crack addict, she's back addicted. Tia's dealing with it. She's not living with Tia. Tia say mom's with the sister that has a job. They don't have the best relationship, but she's helping her mom and Tia's helping her mom. So that's why you won't see me cut her IG page off or none of that, because you got to let her express herself, you know? Let me get this glass of Luke Bellet. She, she has to express herself, so let's not take any of that personal. Let's wish um, her mother Sabrina the best and just hope, you know, she, she, she fights the addiction and everything else but hey the most be going live in the car the most ain't going live in the house oh can't speak a real name if you ain't going live in your house with a paint on the wall come on now y'all want to get rose vibing huh yeah you want to get rose vibing ain't it come on now y'all want to dance dance let's dance i'm going to the uh the miami heat dinner tonight the miami heat gala who thinks twenty thousand a seat we going to that thing tonight, me and Christina going, but... So that's Rick Ross's response. He's obviously going to pin it to different things. But uh, Tia, you know, all Tia has to do really is just get 50's attention on the situation. 50 will fund these type of things to uh, clown Rick Ross. Maybe, but 50's kind of really not really giving two fucks about Rick Ross. He hasn't really responded directly to him in a long, long time because uh, 50's, at least, I think in a lot of people's eyes, more relevant right now than Rick Ross is. Rick Ross hasn't been relevant musically or really anything. I mean, what is what has Rick Ross brought us in the past five years that has been legendary besides the features he's done with Drake, like Money in the Grave and those type of records? Like, other than that, nobody's really checking for Rick Ross like that. They dropped the Meek Mill and Rick Ross, whatever. They dropped their collab album, came and went. He dropped Port of Miami 2, dropped whatever albums he dropped, came and went. So... Uh, 50 is kind of just going to probably leave this alone. I think he should, but it would be kind of funny if he did, you know, help Tia in his situation. But Tia, Tia's got, I'm sorry, I'm saying T.I., but Tia has, I'm sure, got, uh, you know, a lot of information on Rick Ross. I wouldn't be surprised. You won't believe what Tia told me. 50 called that shit ages ago. Your fucker is over, homie. Officer Ricky. Anyways, that song's fire, man. I got to listen to that again. But, yeah, we'll keep our eye on this, man. And uh, William Roberts versus Tia Kemp. We'll see how this ends, you know. And 
I think both parties, man, in all seriousness, though, enough with the joking around here. I think both parties, man, if if if, if Tia is truly going something, going through something, like Rick Ross says, that's the mother of one of your children. So I would try to help her as much as you can. And, you know, if she's doing this in a way to express herself because she's frustrated, like Rick Ross is saying, then, you know, uh, you know, you're blessed, Mr. William. So, you know, help her out, man. Uh, you know, because that's that is to me personally, if I had I mean, it doesn't matter how how bad a situation got. If I ever ended up having kids through multiple women, I would always have a cordial relationship with all of them and respect them because that at the end of the day, that's my child's mother. And you don't want that child to grow up resenting you. So in a more serious note, that's how, you know, I, w- I would Rick Ross is kind of handling it in a more funnier way. But uh, I can, you know, I can see Rick Ross. Rick Ross, from what I've heard, William, a.k.a. William, what I heard has helped a lot of people in situations when it comes to their artists and, you know, just making sure people eat good. Uh, that's the stories that I've heard. So shout out to William for doing that. But uh, we'll keep our eye on this, man. Uh, Lil Wayne says something that was interesting. And I think this is, I don't know why people throw this thing out there. And I, I remember when Drake first blew up, um, there was there was this kind of narrative a little bit, but then after that, it kind of went away. I never heard anybody be like, oh, it's because of this. I don't fuck with Drake. At least I don't remember it. I was on Twitter since 2009, basically, right when Drake blew up. I've been on Twitter that long. If you look at my account, my uh, Quake GW account, I've had it since 2009. And, you know, I've never really heard this on Twitter. I've heard some of the, like the corny stuff attributed to this, like whenever Drake does something corny or that people think is corny, maybe attributed to that, but I never heard like, you know, people saying that this is the reason why I don't fuck with him. Uh, basically, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Lil Wayne has shared why he thinks people in hip hop hate on Drake, and he believes that has to do with the color of his Young Money collaborator's skin. Uh, the New Orleans legend stopped by the Richard Sherman podcast on Friday to share his thoughts. So let me play uh, the clip for you guys. Why they be hating on Drake like this? I, I, that's what I don't understand. He, I, I think- he likes him. That's true. That's a two shot. You know, we, you know, he likes it. We've been doing that. That's history. That's just American that's history. history. Man. <laughs> that's American history. <laughs> I, I, how do I know? It's because I'm not light skinned. I hated on all light skinned dudes in school. So, yeah, that's right. That, that, that is American history, man. <laughs> hated on all of them. Hey, you light skinned. Shout out. Shout out to y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> At least yellow. Put it in the name. Pretty, especially pretty like Cornelius, but that's something else. We'll go ahead. So I, I understand the joke of, you know, um, an artist being light-skinned. You know, a lot of people say light-skinned men are corny, this and that. So, Drake, whenever you do something corny, people could attribute it to that. But it's I don't think that's the reason why Drake was getting hate. One, Drake really came in the game, not super rich, but he was a former actor. You know, and he played this funny role of Jimmy in a wheelchair. And, uh, you know, then he came, he was a singer slash rapper, wasn't a gangsta you know, and coming into hip hop. And then it just, there's so many things that played against him, him being Canadian. Like that's a lot of the reason why people are making fun of him. I, at least from being on Twitter, I never really saw, you know, and I follow, I follow like literally a lot of hip hop commentators and people that just speak on hip hop artists never really saw. Now, occasionally here and there you would see it, but I never really saw people be like, Oh, because Drake is light skin. He's corny. Like that's the reason why he's whack. I hate him because of that. Me, I my my dislike towards Drake is this. One, it, actually, this is the main reason. He's too passive aggressive. I'm tired of the bullshit of you're throwing subliminal shots at people when they diss you. Like, go directly at people. Stop being a bitch. Directly attack them like you did with Meek Mill, like you did with Pusha T. I want more of that. I don't want passive aggressive. If Joe Budden clowns you, you don't go on Instagram comments to write paragraphs. You go in the booth and direct it like that and directly say something to him. That's my main critique of Drake. Is there other critiques? Yes, there's critiques of every artist that I have. I think Eminem's voice is too aggressive and too loud right now. I can't really stand it a lot of the times. And that's why his music to me hasn't really been the same as it was in the early 2000s. I think he's, he's, he's missed that kind of flow and flavor. But there's a lot of critiques from artists that I have. You know, so... That's my main critique with Drake. I think he's still, you know, he's still one of the top tier artists. And, you know, if I defend Drake, people are saying, you're, you're who paid you to defend Drake? You're dick riding. If I hate, if I, if I dislike something about him, oh, you're a hater, you're this and that of Drake. So I can't win either way. Uh, somebody who's watched this podcast right now who's never seen previous episodes are going to be like, you're dick riding Drake or you're a hater of Drake. Like, that's, 
It's just ridiculous at this point. So I can't win on those type of situations. And somebody heard the Eminem things and be like, oh, you're such an Eminem hater when I bought literally every Eminem album that's ever existed. So even the one, even Infinite. So so I just, I'm not going to argue with that situation, but, you know, I get caught off, you know, completely guard of that stuff. And I start going on a whole rampage. But I don't think that's the reason why people hate on uh, Drake Wayne. I think you kind of missed the spot on that. I get the joke. I get the kind of reference because a lot of people – you know, do like to clown light skin people because they think they're corny and stuff like that. But uh, I don't think that's the reason why people hate it on Drake. I think there's a lot of different reasons. And I wish Wayne would have addressed that. That would have been really cool. Finesse two times. So if you've never heard of Finesse two times, he is a rapper. Uh, he's had a couple hits here and there. I'm not a big fan of his catalog or his music. So that's why it's probably the first time you're, I think this is the first time I'm ever talking about him on the podcast. Uh, his name is Finesse two times, first off. That should give you a clue as to who he is uh, or what to expect. And that's the funny thing about this whole story because his name is literally, his rapper name is literally Finesse Two Times. So, Finesse Two Times defends reusing a verse after being called out. So, basically, what this, let me just go over because it's hilarious. Finesse Two Times has issued a response after being called out for recycling a verse on a paid feature. Talking to fans on Instagram Live on Monday, January 22nd, the Memphis rapper explained that the artist who called him out, Atlanta-based rapper T.G. Kamas, didn't clear the song, so it was free reign. Let me play the clip for you guys, and then I'm going to talk about uh, this whole situation after, how funny it is. You can't get mad if I want to sell my product to somebody else that you ain't paid for. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if you ain't paid for it and he paid for it, he paid to get it cleared. He paid. I could do what I want to do with my verse. How you going to tell me what I can what I can't do with my verse? Man? When you go buy a verse, every rapper, every independent rapper, every uh, up-and-coming rapper, you know, I fuck with y'all. Everybody that know, know me, you know what I'm saying? They know I with them. I work with budgets and everything, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I might want 50, 60, you know what I'm saying, for the verse. You from the street, I might tell you, man, give me 30. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with, I fuck with real with street. You know what I'm saying? But you know, this this also a business, right? You know what I'm saying? This a business. So, so um, you know, if you gon' if you gon' if you gonna come get you a verse and a video, you gotta make sure you take her to business side too. You can't, you can't, you can't just do the verse in the video and think, oh, then put it out. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't how it go. Um, um, you gotta pay for the clearance too. You gotta pay for the clearance. You can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't just, just put the video in the song out. And so basically if you don't pay for the clearance, if you don't pay for the clearance, you really can't even put it out. You really can't even clear the song. Like you have to clear the song. You can't. You can't even make money off the song. You have to get it cleared, and you have to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when you go, you know, speaking down on the fat boy, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know, man, have your facts together, have your business together. You know, uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know what finesse is saying could be true, right? I'm not in the music industry. I know about clearing samples, clearance. You know, labels have to clear verses from their artists. Even if you're not signed to a label, you know, if you have a business structure, you do have to get things cleared to be to be monetized, to be monetized so you can make profit off it. Um, he's saying that this person that paid, this person paid for the verse, but didn't pay on the business side to clear things. So... That could be on that person's fault. And then he said, listen, since he's not clearing this, let me just take this verse and give it to somebody else that's actually going to you know, use it and clear it. But the problem with, 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 with that overall is, one, it just shows how lazy of an artist you are, that you can't even make a second another verse. Now, you could argue, okay, the reason why he did that is because the other person didn't clear it and he released a song without clearing it, and now he's you know using my verse without clearing. So let me spite him. And just use the same verse on somebody else's song to actually clear it. That could be a you know, response to that rebuttal. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, the headlines that came from this makes Finesse Two Times look really bad. And the backlash from media PR, I saw it on Twitter all over. 
uh, people were, were saying, why would you ever buy a verse from a guy's name who's finessed two times? He literally finessed two times. He sold a verse here, used the same verse to another person, and got two bags. So he lives up to his name. That's the funny part of this whole situation. He's actually finessed two times. Um, but it's bad PR for him, and it looks really bad for him. And in the future, moving forward, people are going to point to this, especially people that want to pay for verses, and going to be like, am I, you know, am I going to be treated fairly in this? Is this verse going to be sold and to somebody else? And I'm going to get finessed just like you finessed those other guys. Uh, overall, man, I don't think, like, finesse two times makes good amount of money. I know he's like, yo, if I fuck with you, I'm going to give you a reduced verse, reduced price, 30000 instead of 50, 60. But just, man, don't be lazy, man. Just make another verse. It's not that hard, man. If you actually care about hip-hop, you care about the craft, you actually care about your music, why not, man? What if, what if that verse and the other verses you sent, what if that second verse that you sent out that you created ended up being a big-ass song that blew up, and now you got to hold two different verses, which would be cool. What if that song blew up too, the other song that you sent a different verse to? Like, that would just be a better look for you, you know, and the word will get out, and you'll last longer, especially in the music industry. When you treat people good, you know, right now, that artist that paid for that verse might not be anybody, might not be big in the music industry, but what if he becomes big? You know, that, that goes a long way, right? For me, right? Uh, shout out to Kenny. He's a guy who does my graphic motion designs. We're going to be heading into business together. Um, he, I will never forget this. I used to have a hip hop website, Diverse Hip Hop. I still have the URL, diversehiphop.com. And back then I would premiere songs exclusively that the world has never heard. Yes, I would get access to songs. Yes, it was illegal at the time. A statute of limitations, I can speak on it. But at the time it was bad. You're, you're getting music from hackers and leaking them. And that's what I was doing. Um, there was the song Ham by Kanye West and Jay-Z. That premiered, right? It premiered. This is back when they were premiering on radios, radio stations like Hot 97 stuff. And it would be the clean version and they would premiere on Hot 97 and you would hear all these bombs that Flex would drop on it. It would be a radio rip version. Radio rip is what they called it at the time. And then somebody would race to try to get the CD quality version, the real, you know, explicit version, the dirty version, CD quality though. with No radio bombs or nothing, no censorship. I remember Kenny giving me that ham Kanye West and Jay-Z song for free. CD quality, dirty version. I remember that till this day. Until this day, I work with him and do work with him and go through him through everything when it comes to graphic design because I'm loyal to him because of him looking out for me when I really wasn't shit. You know, that website wasn't that big at the time. It was 2010, 2011. It was all right. You know, it got bigger in like 2012, 2013. That's around the time when I really started to blow up. But now I'm a huge, you know, YouTuber doing all this stuff. And I've always hired him from work, always showing loyalty to them because he looked out for me. So that's the same situation that finesse could be in where, you know, why not just look out for these other, you know, younger artists, man? Yeah, make a bag. You made 30,000 to you. That 30,000 might not be a lot, but that person, that's a lot that they're investing into their career. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's just a weird situation. man. it's funny because of the name finesse two times. And he literally finessed two times. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on this, man. Let's see if, if anything comes out of it. 21 Savage and Billboard Hot 100. This is interesting because this shows that you can't compare different artists from different eras because of rules changes. Rules change on Billboard, unfortunately, quite frequently and a lot more frequently because of streaming that's been added. So let's go over our article exactly what happened. 21 Savage didn't make the cut didn't make the cut on one of Billboard's most important charts due to the new eligibility rule. Though only one of his songs have been excluded from the tally as a result, the music and entertainment company seems to have implemented a new rule for minimum runtime run, run as the title track of the rapper's New American Dream album, which is one minute and three seconds long, has not been placed on the most recent Hot 100 charts despite ge generating enough sales. This, however, is a minor blemish on the Atlanta rapper's native uh, rich track record. You know, whatever. Uh, so basically, it appears, this is what Chart Data reported, it appears Billboard may have implemented a new minimum runtime rule for the Hot 100 charts. 21 Savage's American Dream runs for one minute and three seconds, but does not chart this week despite having enough sales to. That's interesting. So now, artists that could chart previously having a song that's 30 seconds, 40 seconds, whatever, now can't. But it still counts towards their charts. So it's unfair. You see what I'm saying? This is These are the things that, as the years go on, 
people don't know about. So when they argue their favorite artists and say, oh, look, Drake got so many charts, but he was dealing with different rules. That probably benefited him or went against him. But this is a new rule that's, that just went against 21 Savage. That took away one song from the Hot 100 because that whole Hot 100 chart entries thing is a huge number to people. Oh, he got 100 Hot 100 chart entries. He got 170. Oh, he got 300. Oh, this and that. You know, uh, these little rules that they change here and there definitely affects artists. And I think it was just interesting to, to, to see this and the fact that, you know, I wonder what the minimum runtime is, probably a minute and 30 seconds, which I think that should have been the rule regardless, man. If you have a song that's under like a minute, it's like that's not even a song. That's an interlude, and that shouldn't be charted regardless if it's on the album or not. That's not a song. And that's that's why the streaming thing has ruined a lot of stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just wanted to report on that. I thought it was really, really interesting. BG, Hot Boy member BG, former Hot Boy member BG, has been released, of course, as you guys know. And BG has been doing a hell of a run, doing features, dropping music. Uh, he's got a track with KK coming out, which I'm excited for as well. But BG has decided to, out of you know trolling Lil Wayne, he jumped on a track, and uh, on the track he called him a bitch, but he said basically, hey, that's how we speak to each other in New Orleans, and that he's not disrespecting Lil Wayne, but... Uh, despite that, people still think he was disrespect, disrespecting Lil Wayne, even though he explained it. Uh, BG then went on Instagram live and uh, wants to have a reunion. He wants a Hot Boys reunion. So let's play the video and see what he has to say. Say, Juve, you people on my line, man, about this Hot Boy reunion, man. Man, we is I'm playing, man. I'm saying? Big bag involved, man. You heard me? I know you super rich. You know what I'm saying? I know you like Taylor Swift out here. You know what I'm saying? Hey. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Stop playing, man. Let's get to this bag. Now, I... I you know, a lot of these reunion things are good in theory, and us fans, we're excited about them, like G-Unit reunion, Dipset reunion, Hot Boys, Rockefeller, whoever, whatever group that's been dismanded and wants a reunion. It's exciting. But at the end of the day, this is why BG's talking about Lil Wayne, talking to Lil Wayne. It, it all falls on the guy who's the most relevant and has the most money. Does that guy want to deal with having a reunion and deal with people again and having a group of people? Like Tony Ayo says, it's all on 50. 50's got so much money, does he really need a G-Unit reunion? Dipset, Cameron, doing amazing with the show with Mace. He's got money, the most money out of everybody. Does he really need a Dipset reunion? Jay-Z, does he really need a Rockefeller reunion? He's a billionaire. Could he give two fucks about a Rockefeller reunion? That's my point in these situations. It's hard to get a reunion if the main person, the highest ranking person, doesn't care to do it. The the reason why the G-Unit reunion happened in 2014 is because 50 wanted it to happen. That's it. That's the only reason it happened. That's the only reason we got a G-Unit reunion. Because 50 was like, you know what? Let's do a G-Unit reunion. Why not? So, you know, it would be cool, man. I think, I think, I wish these artists would think more about the fans. The fans that made them rich and popular and have all these multi-millions. Because if they did that, they wouldn't really think too much about the reunion and dealing with people. They would think about doing these tours. Because people will... I, I want to see... I've never in my life seen G-Unit perform. I was too young when they were a group. Never seen it. I would love to see that. But that's my point. Is For these fans that have never seen it, it would be great. And me, if I was ever in a position, if I was a Lil Wayne, if I was a 50, if I was a Jay-Z... I would do it, man, because it's only going to be, what, five, six months of your time if you're doing, depending on how long the tour is. And, you know, not only making fans happy, but maybe you get to create some memories with your brothers that you formerly were brothers with. You know, even if you guys don't talk after the tour, man, just do it, have some fun, enjoy while you guys are all still on this earth and can speak to each other. Enjoy it for the time being, have fun, you know, do it for the fans. And, you know... Well, everybody has fun. Everybody enjoys it. You guys make a shit ton of money. Everybody gets rich. Why not, man? But, you know, it, it, it's hard to convince somebody who's a multimillionaire or a billionaire or at the level that they are to do this. You know, so I can understand their point of view. But me, I would, I would just be thinking about the fans. I'd be like, listen, man, that'd be really cool. One last time, one last go around while we're still somewhat young, even though they're in their 40s and 50s. Let's do it. So I can see where BG's coming from, but I doubt it will happen.
Last week's episode on the podcast, I accidentally went over the Billboard Hot 100 twice. And whoever caught that, caught that. You're a genius for catching it. I caught it too late. I was already home by the time I shot it, recorded it, everything. I was in my bed laying about to fall asleep, and I was like, wait. I think I read the Billboard Hot 100 again list, even though I read it. I was supposed to read the sales, album sales list. So I apologize for that. We're going to go on the album sales right now, even though it's flipped around. Uh, and 21 Savage is at number one with American Dream. He sold 130,000 copies the first week. Congratulations to him. Very great numbers. Uh, number two, Cali Ushis. I don't know how to pronounce his album name, but it's number two at 67,000 sold. Morgan Wallens at number three at 59,000 sold. Drake for all the dogs at number four, 52,000 sold. Uh, number five, Taylor Swift, 1989, 51,000 sold. Nicki Minaj, Pink Friday, number six. 44,000 sold. Number seven, Noah Kanan, Stick Season, uh, 44,000 sold. Number eight, Taylor Swift Folklore, number 43,000 sold. Number nine, Says the SOS, 40,000 sold. Number 10, Taylor Swift Lover at 39,000 sold. Going down, Kid Cudi debuted at number 13 with Insano, 36,000 sold. That's pretty decent numbers, man, for Kid Cudi. That's actually kind of surprising, honestly. Uh, number 15, Travis Scott Utopia, 30,000 sold. Going down, down, down. Rod Wave Nostalgia, number 25 with 22,000 sold. Drake Take Care, number 29 with 19,000 sold. Metro Boomers, Heroes and Villains, number 33 with 18,000 sold. Eminem Curtain Call, number 35 with 17,000 sold. Lil Baby My Turn, number 44 with 15,000 sold. Drake 21 Savage, Her Loss, number 45 with 15,000 sold. And Drake Certified Lover Boy, number 50 with 40. I mean, 14,000 sold. Great numbers, man. Uh, Take Care is still doing hella numbers. Damn. This album's number 29 on the charts with 19,000 sold. Crazy. Uh, nothing was the same. Should be up there, but whatever. Uh, Billboard Hot 100. This is the updated list. Um, I was supposed to do this other, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. So, Ariana Grande debuted at number one with Yes And. Uh, never heard the song. I'm not a Ariana Grande fan. I don't listen to music. Don't really care for her, so shout out to her debut at number one. Jack Harlow, Loving At Me is at number two. Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift, number three. Tate McRae, Greedy, number four. Red Rum, 21 Savage, debuted at number five. So that is his first ever solo song to debut in the top ten and in the top five. Uh, so shout out to him. Congratulations. Zach Bryan, I Remember Everything, number six. Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat, number seven. Lose Control, Teddy Swims, number eight. Snooze, Scissor, number nine. And then... 21 Savage, Travis Scott, Metro Boomin, Niha, Nina, number 10 debut. Going down, let's let's see where 21 Savage is on all these charts. Number 18 debut, All of Me, 21 Savage. Number 19 debut, 21 Savage, N-H-I-E with Doja Cat. Uh, going down, Rich Baby Daddy, Drake, number 22. FTCU, Nicki Minaj, number 25. Everybody, Nicki Minaj, number 28. Pop Your Shit, 21 Savage, debut. Uh, number 31 with Young Thug, Mitchell Boomin, Fuck You Mean, Gunner, number 32. Sneaky, 21 Savage, debut at number 33. Dangerous, 21 Savage, Lil Dirk, Metro Boomin at number 35. Drake, First Person Shooter, number 38. Should Have Wore a Bonnet, 21 Savage, debut at number 40. Prove It, 21 Savage, debut at number 43 with Summer Walker. It's good. Good numbers for 21 Savage. Uh, Usher, Good Good, Summer Walker, 21 Savage, number 48. Surround style, J.I.D., number 50. Red Sky, 21 Savage, debut at number 57. Letter to My Brother, debut at number 59, 21 Savage. You Broke My Heart, Drake, number 63. 21 Savage, See the Real, debut at number 66. Just Like Me, 21 Savage, debut at number 67. Uh, Dark Days, 21 Savage, debut at number 70. And then I Don't Give a Fuck Drake with Yeet is at number 68. 500 pounds, a little tech under 71. Going down. Fiend, Travis Scott, number 86. And that's it. So how much songs does 21 Savage get on the charts? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So 14 songs on the charts and two uh, out of those 14 uh, debuted at number 10. I mean, in the top 10, sorry. And Nina 
debuted at number 10, and then Red Rum debuted at number 5. So congratulations, 21 Savage, man. It looks like, to be honest with you, it looks like Drake really, really propelled him to a next level. Not to take away from his success and say that, you know, it's because of Drake he's become a lot bigger, but uh, clearly it shows that 21 Savage has gotten a lot of bigger. I don't remember him doing this well in the charts. And Savage Mode 2 is my favorite album from him, so uh, it didn't do what, it, what, what, what this album's done, so... Uh, congrats to 21 Savage, and that's it for today's episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast. Appreciate you guys, as always, Spotify, Deezer, Pocket Cast, YouTube, all that. Have an amazing night, Dave, whenever you listen to this, and peace.